I have no idea how to even respond to that. Um, I can't wait to send this to your wife. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to Unscripted. I am your host, Bill Petrie, and with me always is the Duke of Decoration, (laughs) the boss of branding, the pilot of this promo plane, the good time player man from Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? Wow. I, I mean, you know, I'm doing really well after that amazing introduction. I will tell you, can I, really quickly before I ask how you're doing, I just think sure. it's funny that I'm getting mail right now. Literally uh-huh. yesterday, I got a package in the mail that was addressed to Kirby, the good time player. <laughs> so I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. That makes me really happy, Kirby, that you're getting mail addressed to the good time player man from Coshocton. You know what else makes me happy, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at AIM Smart EQP. You know, for weeks on this fine broadcast, we've been talking about how AIM Smart EQP is the perfect solution for smart-focused, independent distributors doing a good volume of sales. But what about those who don't meet the criteria? Well, if you're not smart, right, if you're not focused... <laughs> And you're not doing a reasonable amount of a volume of sales, then uh, yeah, Kirby and I are really sorry to say, go to the next train. Aim Smart EQP is not for you. You know, if you're familiar with the Four Dummies series of books, and I'm sure you are, Kirby. Well, Aim Smart EQP is not for dummies. Yes, it is for those who want to increase their top line sales or bottom line profitability through a unique combination of that EQP buying power, those quality connections that they provide, the cutting edge training. And that's something, uh, it, it, that's something that the dabblers and the hobbyists and the trunk slammers and the freebie speakers and, yeah, the dummies just simply don't qualify for, Kirby. So if you're smart and ready to get on board with AIM Smart EQP, go to smarteqp.com unscripted. You're going to get a free copy of that audio training on beating websites, local competitors, and price cutters, along with complete details on joining the AIM Smart EQP community today. So, again, that is smarteqp.com unscripted. Wow, you are on fire today. But don't go to that website if you are a dummy of decoration, for sure. That's correct. No, but if you're a Duke of decoration, much like Kirby, (laughs) you'd absolutely go to smarteqp slash unscripted, right? Will they be sorry they did? They, of course, will not be sorry they did. I didn't think so. So, Kirby, since you are the pilot of this promo plane, (laughs) why don't you go ahead and start us off today? Awesome, man. This is going to be fun today. You know... I guess I'm going to have to quote Captain Bill here, Captain Bill Petrie, and say I think we'd be tone deaf if we didn't talk a little bit of Super Bowl. So, ah, really, the big game. The big game. That's right. Um, so, I, you know, obviously we could talk game, we could talk commercials, we could talk halftime show, but let's start game. What would you think of the overall game, man? A uh, fantastic game. Not having a dog in the hunt. Yeah. I appreciate a well-played game. It's unfortunate that neither of the defenses showed up. It was an (laughs) all-offensive game. But I got to tell you, you know, the fact that Tom Brady probably played the game of his life. Yeah. 
the Patriots, there was only one punt in the game, and I think that was an Eagles punt, if I remember correctly. I actually yes. don't remember who punted. Um, but the fact that Brady threw for 500 yards and threw three touchdowns and still lost, that hats off to the Eagles. Hats yeah. off to the Eagles. Now, I am a little worried. Um, we're recording this before the parade in Philadelphia. I am worried <laughs> that by the time this fine broadcast drops to the greater promotional products industry, that the city of Philadelphia will be burnt to the ground. Um, I'm hopeful that's not the case, but I thought the game was great and yeah. it was it was entertaining. Kirby, what did you think of the game? It was it really was a fun game. It was you know you joke about the fact that the defenses didn't show up. I know this isn't a sports broadcast, but uh, you know apparently the New England Patriots benched. You know obviously Malcolm Butler is one of their right. starting defensive players, so maybe. They didn't want the defense to show up. They didn't bring well, half of them anyway. So I don't know. But so you watched halftime, I assume, with Justin yes. Timberlake. What was your thoughts on JT as he is known in many circles of the music area? Yeah. So I actually, it was fun. I, I watched the uh, the whole thing with my wife and my daughter. And you know, my daughter is, you know, a really talented dancer. She's yes. you know aspiring to be a dancer. And so it was fun to watch it from her perspective too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the show was fantastic. I think it's one of those things that you're never going to um, please everybody. Right. But I think Justin Timberlake is extraordinarily talented. And mm-hmm. I thought he showcased some of his dance. Um, I thought the tribute to Prince was cool. Um, actually, when they when they cut to the outside shot of the dome, I was like, "What the hell are they doing?" And then when it lit up in purple in the symbol, I was like, "Oh, that's that's really cool." So, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. You? Yeah, you know, it it was fine. I think Justin Timberlake is a tremendously talented individual. You know, he's funny. I've seen him on Saturday Night Live. He can certainly write really good songs, very catchy songs. I just. I get tired of the traditional halftime show and let's have the band of the minute jump in and play or the artist of the minute. To me, it falls flat every time because there's so much of it's lip synced and I know it has to be. So that's not a criticism of of Justin Timberlake. If anything, it's a criticism of the NFL for forcing him to, to lip sync. I think he's a hell of an entertainer and I can see, I would go to one of the shows and I'd be thoroughly entertained. I would absolutely do that. So I'm not slamming on it, but for me, it didn't do much of anything except provide me an avenue to go grab an adult beverage. You know, it's funny that you say that because what I did immediately was like, Hey, Amy, uh, Google, see if he's coming to Columbus. Let's see what tickets run mm-hmm. for. Because I, I was like, I would totally go see the show. Um, no. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I would put him in the same category as Bruno Mars. Yeah. Extraordinarily talented. Not definitely my, uh, necessarily my type of music, but that's okay. He's right. super talented, and, and I would absolutely go see a show. Yeah, cool. So, okay, so we've talked game. We've talked halftime show. Yep. Let's talk commercials. Yeah, uh, most of them fell flat for me, be, mm-hmm. be perfectly honest with you, Kirby. The one that I thought won the entire day okay. was the Tide commercial. <laughs> because they they successfully turned every commercial yes. into a Tide commercial. So I said damn it just because we're going to agree I actually, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm. I was actually making notes during the game of, mm-hmm. you know, this was good or this this sucked or whatever. Right. Um. And I said to to, you know, my wife and daughter, I'm like, Tide won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I because, it, you know, not only did they like, it was it was the ultimate display of brandscaping. Yep. Right. Because every ad, you're like, oh, is this a a, a um, Old Spice ad? Oh no. Yep. <laughs> it's a Tide ad. That was. I thought that was really good. Well, and I was so sucked into their first one because I was like, are they really making a uh, sequel to Crocodile Dundee with, <laughs> with um, 
you know, the you, dude from uh, yeah. East, East Side, Eastbound and Down, yeah. and it totally sucked me in. So um, I, I thought great job for them, and it carried on through the entire game. So that was the one that was the most memorable for me. The only other one that I really remember was the Toyota one, and it had to do with the Special Olympics and right. following this girl and her prosthetics and how she grew and you know the odds of her becoming an yeah, Olympic cool. gold medalist. I really liked that one. So it was interesting. I was... Uh... And we'll, we're actually going to touch on this uh, on He Said, She Said. Uh, okay. Yeah, so Amy and I covered it. Um, and her favorite, which was interesting, really was the – it was Mass Mutual had one. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was before the game started. It was actually in the, the kickoff. And, you know, it's more of a, you know, what the human spirit's about. And one of the things that I made a note about was what a lot of brands decided was, mm-hmm. hey, if I'm going to spend – three, four, five million dollars to promote in this space, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that money to remind people that humans are inherently good. I love that. And I thought that was kind of cool. And there were several. The Budweiser ad where they shipped water. um, There was Mass Mutual. The the Toyota one was good. I felt like Dodge went a little over the top when they used Martin Luther King's voice to sell Boy, trucks. Risky <laughs> and it didn't risky and it didn't pay off. Yeah, so but the idea that they were doing ads that kind of in a time when I think we need to be reminded that people are good. Yep. That some of the brands that did that I I, I thought was good. So. Well, and I think you're seeing a fundamental shift from advertisers and, and uh, really what you're seeing is a shift from the target audience and what they want from advertisers and right. brands is that, hey, love your product, but what are you doing to make the world better? Right. What are you doing to enhance social good? And so I think you're seeing, uh, you know, we, we've talked about on this podcast the, the characteristics of millennials and some, mm-hmm. are, some are negative stereotypes and some are positive stereotypes. Here's a positive one. You know, millennials as a whole, right? There are some that do and some that don't. But as a whole, want more from brands than just profit. Yes. Want more from brands than just good products. They want to be part of something larger. And I think you're starting to see that shift finally in large-scale media productions like the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool, Cool. man. Well, I think we've covered it. All right. Well, I've got a topic. And this comes from our good friend Ruth Verver from Paperclip Promotions, who... Um, I've met her a couple times at SKUCon, past SKUCons, and she's very, very intelligent. She's in Austin, Texas, one of my favorite cities. And she sent us an email. Yes, she did. For a, and and I'll I'll just kind of, I'm going to paraphrase the email, and I think we should talk about it. So one thing that's really been frustrating her and her team at Paperclip are supplier rep meetings. And she was very clear. She loves the supplier reps, and she values the relationships, and they always try to make time when they're in town because she knows it's a hard job. But after several meetings, they don't feel like, and Ruth doesn't feel like, that they walk away with anything they think they can se- that we can they can sell, and it's not fair to either either party. Right. And so she she gave a great example, and I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it verbatim. For example, last year we started asking them to bring ideas to our meetings with them that were targeted to our customer base. We have a lot of customers that do trade shows and need something in that three to five dollar range. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have customers that are looking for high-end, super cool tech items. Over half our promo business comes from those two areas, so it makes sense to focus on them. So that's what they requested from suppliers. Here's what she said. We weren't successful with that supplier approach, so this year we are trying again, and the feedback from suppliers has been very frustrating. This year, when they 
try to book a meeting, we, we call them out on our most recent meeting and ask, we and we asked them to tailor their presentation to our needs and they gave us a total stock presentation. And then we ask again, can you please tailor your presentation this time? And they say no. She said, apparently there is no way for them to customize their presentations that they give when they call them distributors. And she goes on to say, you know, she understands there's thousands of different products that they're offering. And it would be a little tough to have a full custom presentation, but she doesn't feel like it's asking too much for them to do their usual stock pitch. And then maybe bring three to five to seven really great ideas that are targeted just for that specific distributor that fits into the product categories. I think that's tremendous. You know, it's one of my frustrations when I was a distributor, and I really want to get your perspective on this because I've been out of the distributor game for about four or five years. But I would get so tired of supplier reps. They want a lunch and learn, which I'm so done with that term. <laughs> yes. I'd rather have a, a drink and deliver than a lunch and learn any day of the week. But they'd want a lunch and learn. Hey, we'll bring you pizza and we'll bring your Caesar salad and we'll all sit around a conference room table. We'll pass things around. We'll touch things. Ooh, that feels nice. That's wonderful. The supplier rep packs up their wares and they go. And nobody really gets any value out of those. Yeah. Whereas I always felt like, and I, I actually put suppliers to task saying, when you come in, I don't want to know necessarily what's new we'll get to that what i want to know is what's selling i want you to have some case histories and i want you to speak to each one of my salespeople before you come in so you have a good understanding of the cl- the problems they're facing with their clients <laughs> and then i want you to talk to each one of them about those ideas i want you to have a a large presentation for us that's fine you know 15 minutes half hour but then i want you to have five quick five 10-minute one-on-one meetings with people who can actually impact your business right and the fact that ruth is basically providing the roadmap of (laughs) this is how I need to, this is how I want to sell your stuff. And the fact that she's getting a no is, damn it, it's almost offensive, to be honest with you. So you're a distributor. You have supplier reps come in. And I know you've sat around a table where it's just a stock dog and pony show. Sure. Sure, sure. Tell me what you think about Ruth's perspective on this. So a couple things. Number one, if somebody is going to be uh, selling me a lunch and learn, I better learn something. It, it well, you're going to get lunch. You're yeah. going to get lunch. The idea that a lunch and learn is generally mm-hmm. a show up and throw up. That's just right. generally what it is. And so if it, there better be a teaching component, if you call it a lunch and learn, I actually get annoyed by that. That's one of my pet peeves. If right. it's a product presentation, it's not a lunch and learn. Please stop calling right. it that. Right. Um, I'm actually okay with the product presentation. <laughs> like, it, it Don't tell me mm-hmm. it's something it's not. Right. Um, call it what it is. Hey, we want to show you new products. Yep. That's fine. Um, number two, uh, the idea that you that, that someone and here's the thing I would say to Ruth: I can't imagine this has to be a limited number of supplier reps because if I would say this to the, the supplier reps that call on me, I guarantee they would do it. Like I, I, I can't imagine. I'm not saying none of it, it, there aren't any uh, that that wouldn't, but the idea that they can't tailor their sales to the customer is horseshit. It just yeah, is. Like, it really it, like is. It, I mean, then don't come. Because if I did that to a customer, I would not be invited back. It's just like, like come on. Like, it's sales 101. Please, please sell me what I want to sell. I want, you know, to buy. Right. Um, so the idea, you use the word offensive. I actually yeah. agree with you. It is totally disrespectful for my time. Now, I don't, 
if I don't request it, and there have been many times I'm like, yeah, absolutely, you can come in, da 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 da. What I've found sometimes is then supplier reps will be like, well, I'm here, and so all of a sudden it becomes a two-hour presentation. Right. And I think sometimes I can be too polite. Yeah. Well, to, if, to you're, be, to, if you're allowing a supplier presentation to go on for two hours, you're way too polite. Yeah. Um, but if I haven't, so we've gotten into saying, hey, we've got a hard out at this time, da da right. da da. But um, yeah, the idea that I mean, really what it boils down to, we're very much, we build our business on supplier relations. I actually just had this conversation with a supplier rep on the phone. And if you come and I ask you to show me stuff and you don't, well, then you're not coming back. No, it's pretty and simple. Fair. And, and Ruth was very clear in her email that you know she's, she completely understands the very difficult job suppliers has have. And yeah, I, she was I, cool. I, no, yeah. Knowing knowing her, um, she places a tremendous amount of value in those relationships. I think what I, when I read her email, what I what came across to me is frustration. Yeah, I was blown I'm, away. I'm, I'm at, yeah, me too. So here's the deal. We are issuing an unscripted challenge, so you supplier reps out there. <laughs> if you are just showing up and doing your stock presentation all the time, you're being a complete apple knocker, okay? You are completely tone deaf, and you're not adding value. So take time to learn your audience because here's the thing. Those distributors are the ones that control your sales. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, more than that, like if, let me, let me at least be somewhat empathetic to a supplier rep. You're walking into right. somebody who hasn't made any requests. You don't know what kind of people they sell to. If, you know, if they haven't shared that with you or you haven't gotten it or it's your first call with them, totally get it, right? You're going to, sure. you're going to come. That, yeah. But I, if we're, they've we're requested it, people. if yeah. they've requested it and you don't, Apple knocker is too nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And again, it's one of those things when you have someone who is, is a progressive distributor, like a paperclip, right. asking you and basically giving you that roadmap of success. And you're just like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just not making any sense. All right. I thought we, we I want to make sure we talked about that because Ruth sent that email a couple of weeks ago. We yeah. haven't gotten to it. Great topic. Kirby, do you have another topic for us? Yeah. So I was thinking about this. Um, so, so it's so funny. I had this thought the other day, and I just want your take on it. It occurs to me so many times that whether it's online or offline, you, you hear people who get into debates or you see it online or whatever. Right. I feel like arguing is a lost art. And uh, I think that what it occurred to me the other morning, and again, I want your take on sort of this, is that it occurred to me that arguing is selling. Mm-hmm. And... If you want to sell someone on your perspective or your idea, calling them a freaking idiot is not the best way to gain that. If you're trying to sell them, you know, promotional products and you call a prospect an idiot, you're not going to change their mind. No. But it feels like arguing we've, we've like, that's the default thing. And so I'm like, what it was occurring to me was maybe we start to talk to people about alternative facts. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in other words, saying, I hear what you're saying, but can I present you with this other alternative fact? Well, um, and I wanted your take on that because well, I think that, arguing is, is a lost art. Well, and that's listening 101. And I would, I'm going to disagree with you. Arguing's not a lost art at all. In fact, I think it's alive and well. I think respectful discourse is a lost art. Mm, okay. Ar- arguing's easy. Yeah. Arguing is I'm standing over here, you're standing over there, and I'm not budging, you're not budging, and we're just going to kind of yell at each other until we get tired of it. Okay, so I would say then um, maybe the, the semantics of it is persuasion. Okay, it's a lost art. Then, then, then I okay, I will, I will go with you on that. So, 
Persuasion is because we, as a society, <laughs> we really like the loud people, and that's who we listen to. That's why we listen to sound bites. That's why uh, you know certain people uh, are are well known in certain industries because they tend to be loud. Right. Um, I think again, I go back to that. Uh, I, I think you're right with persuasion, but I think I'm also right with that sure. respectful discourse. And what you, the the example you use of hey I hear what you're saying but what about this boy that's that's listening 101 right you know it's it's we we we've evolved into a society that we listen with the intent to respond mm-hmm. as opposed to listening with the intent to understand right. we've we, we've decided before we enter any sort of argument most of us and right. i'm sure i'm guilty of it too but we we've decided before we enter any argument or discussion or discourse of what our opinion is rather than thinking hey this is someone i respect and i can learn from and maybe i don't have all the answers we don't seem to have the the stomach for that anymore well it's funny i think what got me thinking about it is i heard somebody once say well i can't argue with a prospect i can't argue with a customer and i was like Sure you can. Oh, <laughs> like, of course you I can. can. <laughs> like, and it's not that, you, again, it, I guess that's the thing is it's not arguing or persuade with the idea that I have to be right. Yeah. It's that I want to present them with all the facts. And if they still decide, to, I, you know, one of the things I tell people all the time is my two cents is always free. So I'm going to give you my two cents. And then if you decide to disagree with me, totally cool. But it, yeah. you know what I'm and saying? I, yeah, I do. I totally agree with that. And it's one of those things. It's just, you know, and, and again, one of the negative things about social media, it seems to be that we want to respond quickly. We want to be snarky. We want to be glib and whatever word you want to put on that. And it's, it's, it's without really the intent to understand. It's with the intent to respond. Yeah. That's what it comes back to me. Okay, cool. Well, Kirby, I think we should go right into fill in the blank. I love it. That's my favorite. And I am pleased to say we have a brand new sponsor. Sweet. Kirby, would you like to experience simplicity? Yes, Bill. Well, of course you would. And the only way you can do that with writing instruments in the promotional products industry is with the good people at Gold Star. Mm. One of the things I love about Gold Star, and you know my big thing, is reducing friction in the sales process. Gold Star makes the buying process easy. It's all-inclusive pricing. It has all the setup charges, all the decoration charges, free ground shipping on all their writing instruments, always. Standard 48, uh, 24 to 48 hour production on their most popular styles. The largest standard imprint areas on writing instruments with zero additional fees. I mean, free virtual designs, random samples, and unbranded digital sales flyers. They've got it all. Nice. And they are one of my favorite suppliers because I will tell you, I, I have a bunch of promo corner unscripted pens that are powered by pumpkin spice by the good people at Gold, <laughs> Gold Star. They, they sent me this box while I was at LDW last year, and I use them, and it's got their ever-smooth ink, which I absolutely love. And so if you want to experience simplicity, go to goldstar.com. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, do you have a fill-in-the-blank you want to start us off with? I, I do. I'm so excited. They are the snappiest dressers, too. No, they're not. <laughs> I absolutely love their booth. No. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, I think you and I both joke about what a wimp I am about winter. So, from your perspective, the best yes, part of February is that it leads into March. <laughs> um, so we agree. <laughs> yeah, I, February is for me the uh, the worst month of the year. You, you've kind of gotten past the excitement of Christmas and the New Year and the hustle and bustle of uh, of January, 
and then it's just still dark it's still gloomy it's still chilly it's still cold there's no plants a popping there's no leaves a sprouting so kirby the best thing about february is that it's 28 freaking days three times out of four yeah I'm, dude i'm totally with you on that one i was curious to see your take all right kirby so let me ask you this we talked a little bit about halftime of the super bowl earlier in this platinum level broadcast the band or group or entertainer that needs to play halftime at the Super Bowl is? I, you know, I'd love to see Zach Brown. Um, I think okay. you, you put him together. Again, you talk about the idea of uh, authentic musicians. Um, I know that the Zach Brown band is probably not mainstream enough for that, but I think, oh, I think they are. Yeah, I think from a like I've seen them do um, Star Spangled Banners and some of those things. I think I've seen them in concert and they play everything from country music to Metallica. It is all over the charts, and from a musician standpoint, I think they're fantastic. I think that'd be amazing. No, and I am actually a huge Zach Brown fan. It is not what I thought you'd answer. I okay. was waiting for the, <laughs> the, the Jim, Jimmy Buffett Jimmy card. Buffett, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. And I love Jimmy Buffett, but Jimmy Buffett is, you know, it's a niche, and, and, you know, I love it, and I love where it makes me feel. But I actually think Zach Brown sort of touches on that, with, but, but has the, um, you know, musician's acumen that is that almost everyone can respect. I, I love it when you don't answer the way I think you're going to answer. Yeah, so absolutely. great, great job there. Awesome. Okay, so we've got all the superhero movies that are always coming out. If you could have a superpower, it would be? Invisibility. Mm. I don't know why, but that's always intrigued me, the invisibility. Um, I think just to sometimes be completely unnoticed would be appealing. Um, Certainly could rob a few banks. (laughs) Um, I don't think that hasn't crossed my mind. Um, but invisibility is always the one I think would be an interesting one if you could turn it on and off. Not that you, I, I wouldn't want to become the invisible man. Right. Um, but invisibility. And I, again, I can't really justify why I would want that, but that's one I've always wanted, even as a kid, I thought would be cool. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. Okay. Kirby, the most progressive supplier in terms of marketing in the industry is. I think Snugs. Wow. Um, I, again, again, did not answer the way I was expecting, which I love. Yeah, no, I I love what they're doing from a video perspective. Um, I think that we're going to see more and more people if like, they're throwing resources at it, they're th- they're throwing and they're doing creative that's really creative. So many times people are like, well, videos where it's at, and it is, and product uh, videos are important, but storytelling with video is the secret sauce, and I think they do a good job with that. Cool. Awesome. Great answer. Thanks, man. Um, Okay. So I know, and I know we're getting down on time, but I want to get this one in. So PAMS is coming up or is happening or is whatever, um, their regional event. So the best part of any regional event is? I think it's just like any other uh, uh, event in our industry. It's the networking. Um, This will be my last uh, PAM show as board president, and I've been honored to uh, serve for two of these show mm-hmm. so i uh, really really honored to do that but i think it's the, the connections you make it's the the people you only see maybe once or twice a year and the the fact that they really see value in the regional shows uh always uh surprises me and not in a, not not that i expect the regional shows to fail but it just always surprises me that people come from far and wide they'll drive two three hours to come to the show and you know mark farah 
the executive director of PAMS mm-hmm. and the whole PAMS board this year. It's Kimberly Berkey Stunkel, who's our show chair, with uh, Steve Rohn from the aforementioned Snugs. Mm-hmm. Do such a great job putting it on. I it's it's embarrassed to follow up. You know, to, to be the next person. I, I don't envy the next people to follow up, but I think it's the networking, Kirby. I yeah. believe it's the networking. Yeah, I always feel like it's a. We've talked about it with PPAI, but I think in a smaller way, it's a little class reunion, and I always love that. Awesome, cool. Kirby. You drank blank beers during the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, okay, so I would say three. Um, I did, one of them was a 22-ouncer from Hosman Brewing, the Mad Marshall IPA. It was delicious. And then I went to some lighter stuff. So three beers during the Super Bowl. Pretty, And then, you know, it's so funny because the lead up to the Super Bowl, you you had the whole thing. And then my wife and daughter were essentially there for the Justin Timberlake concert. Of course. This Is Us. The, the, you know, the show afterwards, it was so funny. The clock struck zero on that game, and they're like, okay, the Eagles won. I'm going to bed. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, real quick aside, I've never seen one episode of This Is Us. Yeah. I've never seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Yep. And you know what? The sun will still rise tomorrow morning, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's so funny, Bill. I had this conversation in my office today. I started naming all of the shows I've never seen. And yep. uh, it was funny in the in the office where people were like, you've never seen Breaking Bad? What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. All right. Give me, give me one more. You got one more? Yeah, one more. Of all the holidays, Valentine's Day is... I have no idea how to even respond to that. Um, I can't wait to send this to your wife. It's kind of a we we don't recognize Valentine's Day. Never have. Okay. Um, it's just a day. It's to me. It's one of those made up, uh, made up holidays um, that really doesn't have a hell of a lot of meaning to me. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, to me, it's a meaningless Hallmark holiday. It's right up there with Arbor Day and. <laughs> titanium broadcasting day and all the other ones that nobody really pays attention to i know it's very important to some people to me it it, it means nothing you know it's what a meaningless holiday the thing about it is bill when you're a romantic like you are every day is valentine's day well and see here's the thing i am but it's just it's just that's one of those i don't like the forced shit yeah. I don't like the forced, well, you got to get cards and flowers because it's Valentine's Day. No, I'm not doing it because you tell me I'm doing it. I will do it at a time of my choosing. <laughs> Absolutely. All, All right. right. Well, again, uh, always a blast to broadcast with you. And again, Kirby, let's thank the good people to Aim Smart EQP because yes. if you are smart, focused, independent distributor doing a good amount of sales and you want to grow your business, and frankly, who doesn't? Go to smarteqp.com slash unscripted today. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, as always, a play a, a place. As always a pleasure <laughs> to broadcast at near a titanium level if I didn't screw up the ending so much. It was a really good time talking to you, Wood talking to you and uh... Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Uh, we'll do Balsa Wood next time.